should I do the performance thing and just like try to be, he's like, no, you hate this job. <laughs> you need to leave. Welcome to Striving and Thriving, a podcast all about overcoming tough times and trying our best to thrive at this thing called life. We have struggled with getting a podcast out every other week because adulting is hard, which ironically is exactly what our podcast is about. So that feels pretty appropriate. But we're back this week with an interview with one of my lifelong best friends, Keith Garrett. He tells us about his slightly untraditional college experience, um, about his move out to Colorado, and some things that he's proud of in his adult life today. Not going to lie, we do go a little off topic about traveling because it's one of the things that Tori, Keith, and I all love, but that's part of the fun of podcasting with some of your best friends. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're back. (laughs) Uh, Tori, what's new in your life? Let's start with you. Mm, Well, um, I don't know. (laughs) I've been running a lot of food tours lately. Um, We had a winter teacup garden class yesterday. That was kind of my first um, crafty event that my friend Michelle hosted, which I want to get her on the podcast soon. Um, And it went really, really well. And it was so fun. And it was kind of like different than my normal tours where I'm a little stressed. I just got to go and have fun and make my own teacup garden. So that was really great. Um, Yeah, just been hanging out, busting out a bunch of tours for the holidays. So yeah, things are good. How about you? Um, the latest and greatest. I'm gonna run a half marathon in March. No way! Wow! Yeah. I just signed up for the half marathon in Syracuse. So this is the most exciting thing that's happening in my life right now. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. So we are. <laughs> I ran my longest run. Okay, I'm not like running long, long yet, but I ran my longest run today and I ran four miles and I was quite proud of myself because I did it hey. without stopping and it like felt fairly comfortable and I ran it at a 10, 59 mile minute pace. So I'm like pretty excited. What's a half marathon? 10? 13.1. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13 point something? 13. I think it's 13.1, right? Yeah, 13.1. 26.2 <laughs> is the problem. Yeah. It should know it's 13.1 considering you when see it on the back of the cars all the time. You're going to have to put it in the back of your car. <laughs> the only reason i know <laughs> oh i should know. that's kilometer is that kilometers and miles now i'm confused 13.1 is the mileage okay okay yeah it was so funny though because kyle was like he was like yeah that's really good for you you couldn't catch me doing that and i was like i i'm not asking you to i'm just 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 say it's really cool and stop there the statement doesn't have to talk about you <laughs> anyways all right so enough about us Enough about us. We have a special guest on today, and we have Keith here, who is one of Bree's childhood friends. I think that'd be fair to call you a childhood friend and forever friend, but (laughs) met in the childhoods, prepubescent friends. Yeah. (laughs) Seventh grade. So, a lot of math. Long time. So I guess if you guys want to tell us how y'all met and then I'm I'm got my southern charm there with my y'all in. Um and then yeah, we'll just jump right in. We met. Okay, so I thought really hard about this for this interview, Keith, because I wanted to remember specifically. And Keith and I did the seventh grade musical together, the seventh grade junior high musical together. Which was? Nothing you're gonna know because literally say it. Somebody no, might know. No, it, like you won't. It was. There. Do you remember the name? Do you remember the name of it? Uh, no, I don't. Like literally, our music teachers who did our who was the director. Her like friend wrote it and oh, like love that. so like yeah. no, nothing anyone's gonna know. I forgot. It's like two words or something. I don't know. And it's all not very, the, not all the songs were like nursery rhymes and like things that just like. <laughs> It was a show. So you guys are telling me you weren't Oompa Loompas in a middle school musical? We were not. I definitely not was. <laughs> but we did star in the show. The two of us did have the leads. And I remember Keith played a gothic kid. So we put like real thick black eyeliner under his eyes. And like, it was, it was a good time. That's how we met. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Dyed my hair. Had to make my mom go to Hot Topic for the first time. <gasps> no yeah. way. Dramatic. Just terrified. That woman. <laughs> was like in and out we gotta just have you ever accidentally um, walked to the back of spencer's with your parents because that's like a zero out of ten yeah <laughs> Do not exactly 
I don't even think it was like, cause like, I don't think Hot Topic has, I know exactly what you're talking about. I won't put it on the pod. I don't know what we're rated, but uh, Hot Topic is just like spooky. And my mom yes. was just like, I thought she, I think she thought I was going to get like cursed. Right. But that was going to be you. your face. You remember that, Brie? Cause when you were like, do you remember what it was? I was like, it was Bye Bye Birdie. And I was like, oh no, that was the next year. It was so. not Bye Bye Birdie. The fun thing that I remember though, is so yeah, Brie and I met in seventh grade doing this play um and then we have stayed friends ever since but when we were seniors in high school they like she like recycled it and they did it again our senior year of high school and we went and watched it do you remember that no yeah 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 they they that was like their junior high play was because it was what god six years later and we went and Bree and I watched them and we like talked to the director lady who did it and we're like you remember us we started this she was like no. <laughs> I I'm like 98% sure she was like, I don't really remember you. That's fine. Doesn't remember really, this at all. I was also traumatized by that because I blocked that memory out completely. So it's fine. She's dead now. So we did. Oh, oh my God. We did. But was she old? Yeah. yeah she was old when we were, when we were in junior we high, were, she was old. Yeah. I was going to say when and we had her. She- I want to say that was pretty like recent, like within maybe like during COVID. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. A lot of our drama teachers have actually. All right, we're getting off topic. <laughs> okay, it's okay. No, I love the drama. Drama. <laughs> drama. I guess, well, I mean, I... that's also what I feel like kept Keith and I friends for a long time through our awkward teenage years is that we just did theater together for yeah a long time. Like quit. Oh, so which one, Brie? Remember that one time when I like started singing whatever musical it was at app, and then you started singing along, and I was like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> Can we do the same musical in high school? Was it my favorite year or the pajama game? The pajama, I did the pajama game as a kid. Keith was oh, in part of my year. How old were you? Um, I've been doing theater since I was like, oh God, eight. I guess I just like, don't imagine that as being like young, yeah. you know? like That's the thing. Like, Brie and I, yeah, we met at like theater because we both had like done. Done it for a long time. Yeah. Ago. And yeah. we actually did like, a children's theater together after that after we yes. were friends we went up and did it in Syracuse because we're not dramatic people at all it's fine yeah. I love it <laughs> mom invested a lot of money into that for me to be like I don't want to be in a theater major oh dude I think I would have had I I mean it's so hard to make money and it's so hard to like live a life that way so I think there were a lot of people in my life who were like mm, maybe you don't but I, I think had I been in a better area for it, we also like for where Keith and I live, we live in this like really small town and there's just not, there just wasn't a lot of like big time theater access that like would have propelled us anywhere. So here we are. I know somebody that got a theater degree and her journey after that ended her up in, in yeah, put her in the position of making wigs for operas. Oh, and that's her career and like they pay her very well and she travels and makes these wigs and they I mean they're like to the T for the opera yeah. opera person what's the person that sings an opera uh, what would be their opera name singer? like a know. pianist but like an opera singer yeah okay cool. yeah, opera yeah, singer. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so obviously didn't major in theater keeps so why don't you tell everybody what it is that you do and what you yeah did so <laughs> um Brie and I went to high school together in Homer, New York. Uh, I went to three magical colleges, had a <laughs> little bit of a journey. Um, all of them were like state or community colleges. Um, but I went out east to University of Albany, which is a state school in New York, and did three semesters there. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do at all. I had a lot of fun with the people. Uh, maybe one would say even a little too much at times. Uh but I just wasn't liking it and no one from our school went there, uh, which was kind of weird because like a lot of our school went to state schools. It just happened to be one that literally no one else went to. So I didn't know anyone. And our sophomore year, we got all the sophomore class kind of got screwed over. We got put on like this way downtown campus due to renovations and like freshmen are guaranteed housing, but then it's a seniority system. So the sophomores all got screwed. And so I'm like, not even on main campus, I'm having to commute, I'm having to like drive. It was just really, really frustrating. And I wasn't happy and none of my friends were happy. And we are all pretty much like, we got to get out of here. So I left after my fall semester of sophomore year and went to TC3, which is the local community college where Brie and I grew up. And 
uh, both of my roommates stayed one more semester and then were gone by after the spring. So we were all graduated from different schools, but I went to CC3 with Brianna at the time. I think yeah. you were, or was we that all, the one you, semester you? No. Oh, it was Jonna's semester at Cortland. Kyle all ended up at CC3. Yeah, it was like the high school group hangout <laughs> back together again, except for my one other that. best friend. So I have like Brie and her husband were like two of my oldest friends and our other friends and like people from school. But my other like best friend who's like, not that she's not friends with them, but she's like, separate I don't know it's the one semester she went to that school for like six semesters she has like two separate degrees it's the one semester she didn't go there was the semester I went there she went and tried to go to SUNY Cortland and hated it and came back and it's like so the one semester we missed each other was kind of funny um but after finishing up a spring semester your second year of community college you're supposed to like be done and move on to Okay. either a job or other schools Apparently. and um I had lied to my parents and said that I was applying to Cornell University ever heard of it mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> near us. a lot of my family um are Cornellians so I was like I'll go there and they were helping me and I did like start to apply but it just got to the point where I was like needing all these things and I was really overwhelmed and I was like I'm not going to get it in any way because it's an Ivy League school and I'm not Ivy League material. And I just thought it would be easier to like pretend I didn't get in than actually like do all this work to not get in. I don't know. I'm very lazy. So I didn't really have a plan. I just didn't finish the application and then was just going to like lie slash pretend I got an email from Cornell saying I didn't get in and be like, whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, but then a certain amount of time passed and my mom decided that they should have told me by now and I hadn't dropped that news to them yet. So she called the admissions office <gasps> on my behalf and they disclosed to her that I had not finished my application <laughs> and I was not being considered for enrollment. And she found that out before me <laughs> knowing. I don't think I ever knew that, Keith. Yeah, and so she was not happy um I was basically shipped off to work in a summer camp that summer so I finished school and I went and did like sleepaway camp near our town but like you literally lived there Sunday to Friday um for seven weeks the whole like summer and I made no money it was actually unfortunately a lot of fun um, <laughs> unfortunately I, it was I had a blast but, it was <laughs> but it was like my punishment she was like I don't want you hang out with your friends and like you're not what are you gonna do with your life and all these things so it was like this punishment thing I did and I had fun but yeah, yeah camp ended and I had no school to go to and I didn't have a job and my dad was like threatening to make me pay rent to live at home <laughs> if I didn't have a job and I like busted around town and ended up finding a job as a delivery driver for like a local college, our college town. It's like, you know, drunk college kid food. It's Calzones. Um, and the guy, I literally went in in like the afternoon and was like, I have a car and I know how to drive. And he was like, cool. Can you work at 10 o'clock that night? And I was like, uh, sure. Cause I, was on a deadline and needed a job and needed money and so I showed up and they taught me how to like be safe delivering food and <laughs> what I needed to do and I started delivering calzones from 10 p.m to 4 a.m like four yeah. nights a week for an entire semester uh and uh that was quite a wake-up call nothing will get you in the mood to go back to college than service industry work overnight with a bunch of people who like were quite a bit older than me and that was like their job like that was how they made their living and no shade to them but it was like if you don't go back to school and get a degree like this is one of the jobs that you know is potentially slated for you and so I took you know real deep look at myself and was like we should probably go back to school <laughs> and so I applied to a different state school this time in uh it's called Brockport it's just outside of Rochester New York um and I picked that because a few of our friends from high school had gone there and had been really, really enjoying it. And I was like, yeah, I know people. It's like a good distance where I'm not too close to home, but I can get home. 
you know, quickly. So I got in and I started in January of 2014. Um, and I was there for four more semesters. I did business administration and management. So just like a generic business degree. And I graduated technically in the spring of 2016, but I actually was done with my degree in the fall of 2015. Um, cause I took the one fall off. So that was my final semester. And I had set up an internship through my school um, abroad. So we'd actually did this really cool internship abroad program instead of like a study abroad. So I went over to Ireland, to Dublin, Ireland, and had like a job placement internship rather than like college classes to go to. So I lived in like student living at a college, like a little apartment, but then I commuted into downtown Dublin and worked as an intern for three, four months and got college credit for it unpaid but I didn't really care um we had four day weeks and then we had three day weekends to go explore I was you know like done for some kids that was there that was like they're like oh I'm a sophomore like I have two more years I was like oh I'm I'm out after this like <laughs> we're we're ready uh and then I did some traveling. I had to travel through Europe for like another month afterwards. I did some traveling while we were there with the three-day weekends. Um, it was great. Both my parents came over to visit me and I had a really, really great time. And then I kind of had the rel revelation. There we go. That's the word. Revelation. Uh, the revelation that it's really hard to apply to jobs in America um, <laughs> when you're living in Ireland and you don't know what you want to do or where you want to live or like anything, anything. <laughs> um and you can only talk to your parents for like three hours a day because there's a significant time difference <laughs> and so I just was like I guess we'll figure that out later and so I enjoyed my trip and I came home and I walked and actually Brianna at the time was working at a local coffee shop that we love called Coffee Mania wait now that I'm currently working at again now because all of our listeners our 10 listeners know the full story so we're, we're talking about the same coffee shop I'm at now <laughs> Yeah, which is why she's there because she was a, a former employee back in the day. But mm -hmm. I had texted her. I was like, I need a job. I have no money. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, this girl's like, I think she's having a, a baby and was going on maternity leave. And she's like, we probably need someone. So you should ask. And I asked and same thing, kind of like my other job. I think I talk, I applied and talked to someone. And it was, of course, the one and only Missy. Um, yes, Missy Bennett. Iconic coffee meeting lunch. But she was basically like, can you come in? tomorrow and train and I was like sure but I need the weekend off because I have to go graduate from college and I had to like walk well, and I had now that you say that <laughs> yeah so I literally like trained Wednesday and Thursday and then went to back to my college town Friday and Saturday I like saw all my friends Friday night and hung out stayed at my old apartment with them and then Saturday my parents met me there and walked the stage tossed my cap <laughs> took a photo and was like all right we're out <laughs> And I started working Coffee Media, which was great. Worked there for a year. Brianna, it, it was a year. I was there for a full year. You had been there for a while, but you left right after. Yes. So I got there yes. and we, you immediately were like, I'm going to go to North Carolina, meet Tori, become friends, <laughs> start a podcast. Because I think, because didn't we go up junior year to New York? And I think he was working at, um, what was the one with the food? uh at origins i like, i'm remembering him being at origins when we went in there like yeah that's where i worked so okay Charles. what <laughs> chief what year did you because because you all for some reason the two of you are very good at dates way better than i am this is the fall of 2016 so <laughs> and yeah keith what year did you move out to colorado uh january of 2019 oh was it really that much later yeah, so I finished school oh, and okay. came home in May, started working. I worked at Coffee Mania for a full year. And then in May of 2017, I ended up changing jobs to more of like a college degree job. And I worked for Enterprise. So I did their like Enterprise program. So they're pretty famous for hiring people out of college to do that. And I worked there for a little over a year and a half. So I did... From okay. May, from May of 2017, literally until I moved, I right. I worked there right up until December of 2018, and then I, I like finished, had the holidays with my family, and then I moved out on January right after my birthday. Um, literally the next day, I had a huge 
my birthday was on a Saturday that year. I had a huge turning 26 slash moving across the country blowout party. And then I got up the next day and left for Colorado, um, which is where I live now. I've been here for just shy of five years. Um, My job here at first was really cool. The company I interned with in Ireland way back in 2016 had a office in Denver that was hiring for like an entry level kind of role, similar to what I did in my internship. And I reached out to my friends in Ireland and was like, if you know anyone in America that can help me get this job, like put in a good word or whatever. And they, they did like, I heard back from them. She was like, yeah, I messaged someone that we knew they're going to put you in touch. That person reached out. I had a phone call like a day or two later had uh, you know, second, third, I think I did two or three rounds of interviews in like November, December. And by like mid December, I had a job offer for a job in Colorado starting in January. So uh, that was really cool. Kind of, I like remember doing my internship being like, I feel like people do internships to a get experience, but also usually to like leverage getting a job. And people were like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, well, there's, they, they are in America. It's an American company that has offices, you know, across the, the, the globe. But I was like, I don't really know if that's going to be a thing. Um, Did you know where any of their other offices were, Keith? Or that, like, it was just totally circumstance that you ended up in Denver and they have an office there. Yeah, they, they I knew they had them. I knew, but like, they're like major cities. So like in mm-hmm. New York, their, their office was like in New York City. Gotcha. So, okay. And I was like, I don't really want to move to New York City. <laughs> Um, especially like right after college, I was like, I have no money. I have no right. anything. So I you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I was living at home. Um, I was living at home working at Coffee Mania and then Enterprise and then was like, went through some transitionary things, uh, a little, you know, a breakup. But then also a huge factor was um, all my friends were like moving on with their lives. So Brianna was finishing up school and she was interning in Colorado, coincidentally. Yeah. But Kyle, her now husband, had moved to Philadelphia and our other two best friends, Spence and Hannah, um, our group, little group of the five of us that we call the family, they were moving to Florida. Uh, My cousin Spence uh, was going for his master's and his fiance was gonna, she had just finished her master's and was gonna start working. So they were moving, Kyle had moved and I was like, I got to get out of here. So (laughs) I literally spent all of, I like took a vacation and spent like the rest of like half of the week of my vacation time, literally just applying to jobs. And I had visited Denver and Seattle. And so I really liked both of them. I had friends or family in both places. So I knew I wouldn't be like totally alone. And I just was applying to any job that I was like, relatively qualified for in either city and just was basically like whoever gets back to me first I'll move there I don't really care (laughs) and so Denver was the one and so I moved here in January of 2018 um and I've been here for yeah just shy of five years uh I met my partner here um his name is Mitchell he is from Phoenix Arizona and he went to school in Colorado and did a brief stint trying to do his PhD in Miami and was like, I hate this and I hate Miami and I hate Florida. And oh my gosh. I can't picture Mitchell in Miami. I mean, <laughs> this, so is, yeah, this is, this is a human that's never experienced humidity in his life. Cause he's lived in the desert and Colorado two of the driest places in America. And then he's going to one of the like wettest yes. ever. And so he, he tried and was like, this just isn't for me. And he ended up moving back to Colorado, maybe uh, like a year before we like met. So, um, a little bit before, like I actually moved here, he had just moved back. So we met in September of 2019 and have been together ever since. And we're getting married this April. It's <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how I got here. Um, Keith, remind me, cause I, I do, I should know this, but you and met you and Mitchell met online or through friends. I actually don't know. Online, but it is a fun story. Well, tell it. We're here for it. <laughs> We're here for so your story. We did, we did match on Tinder. Um, but at the time I was living in downtown Denver in like a pretty densely populated area. It's called Capitol Hill. Um, it also is like, I don't know, major cities have like what people kind of refer to as like a gayberhood or like a mm-hmm. more LGBTQ queer neighborhood. Um, and Cap Hill is that. So like 
for me on Tinder in that area, I didn't have to have like a pretty big radius set to like match <laughs> with people because there's a lot of us. Um, Mitchell was living way, way south of Denver in this town. It's technically called Littleton, but it's like south of like even that town technically. Um, and it's really, really beautiful, but it was right near where he worked, um, but it's really far away. So he had his radius set like high. <laughs> <laughs> it was out there, maybe even maxed out, but... Um, my dad and my stepmom had retired earlier that summer and had spent the whole summer traveling across America with their camper and they kind of finished in Colorado. They had like gone out and like did a loop and then they were going to stop in Colorado to see me and do some Colorado stuff. And then they were pretty much like beelining at home. They had been gone since June and this was Labor Day weekend. Um, but they were camping in Golden, Colorado, which is like right on the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Um, so it's like 20 minutes from Denver. And I was like out there visiting them. And I ended up staying at the campsite with them in their camper for a couple of days. And Mitchell, Golden is where Mitchell went to college. It's the Colorado School of Mines. It's a very small uh, state school there. But his friends all went there and he was, they were living there, some of them still. And so he was there visiting. So we were really only like two miles apart at that time. Um, so that's kind of like how we match because otherwise we lived like an hour almost depending on traffic away from each other so that we kind of matched when I was there but then like didn't get together until like a week and I was like my parents are in town so I can't really ditch them to go on a date yet so we waited a bit but yeah that's how we we matched on Tinder but I still like to tell that story because it's a little little luck of the yeah yeah for sure oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, are you allowed to talk about your job that you have now yeah oh so my job with my internship company I had for four years so I worked three years in operations doing like I don't know whatever like keeping the company going it was a consulting firm so I helped a lot of the consultants with their like hiring and not firing but like they kind of come and go so you're like tracking a lot oh, of like processing. what projects they're on and yeah. And like when they do decide to leave, cause a lot of them like will jump around from different companies and just kind of take whatever the best projects are. So we like, okay, you're off boarded, you're onboarded, you're, you know, on a project, you're off by like all that kind of stuff. I was doing a lot of that for three years. And then I ended up switching to talent acquisition, like recruiting for the last year. Um, people kept telling me I'd be really good at it, which was, Maybe I would, but I didn't receive the best training. Um, our company didn't really hire a lot of like young out of college type people. Like most people coming into this company would have had experience already. Um, and since I moved internally, I didn't have any of that experience of being a recruiter and working in talent acquisition. So I thought there was going to be a significant training portion. And it really wasn't. It was more kind of throw you to the wolves and I know that that is how some jobs are um to me that's more like sales Both and I are like yep <laughs> yeah to me that's more like sales recreation like sales is, yeah yeah do it yourself make your own money but I was like I was being paid mm -hmm. the same like I didn't get paid more because I you know recruited 50 people versus oh. five so I didn't really know what to do and I just kind of did it for a year my manager changed like two or three times and but by the end it was January I had been in the role for literally just shy of one year and was just not feeling it I had just turned 30 and was like I kind of hate this but I don't really want to go back to operations in this company it'll just seem weird like to me so I was like I actually think I was like I like operations better but I don't really want to like I think I've like been here too long like you know a little too much history and so I kind of had like a conversation with my boss where he was on the same page of like, you don't really seem like you like it, like the job. He and was like, like you don't you're really... not really good at it, but nicely trying to tell you. That. Yeah. Well, he's like, you, he's like, you can, he's like, but you just need to like do more and more and more. And you don't seem like gung ho about that. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> So we kind of came, yeah, we came to a decision. He was like, well, we could put you on like a plan, literally called like a performance plan to like get better. And I had all these like markers I had to hit. He was like, or you can just like put in an extended resignation. And it was so funny because I was like, it's like 
Loki being like, you could try a little harder slash if you don't want to like get fired. Right. <laughs> or you can leave. And I like, or, you know, so like do this plan and try to be better or leave. And I like went home to Mitchell, my, you know, fiance that night was like, like, no, you hate this job. <laughs> you need to leave. And he's like, take the paid 30 days and just resign. Right. So that's what I did. And I applied to uh, what felt like a million jobs. And I got uh, an offer in like February, not too, too bad. I think it was actually like still within like the just shy, like 33 days after my period had ended, which was kind of nice. Um, and so now I work for a startup um, called Arcadia that does, um, it's kind of like split in two parts. So one half is like utility data. So they like take all the data from your utility providers, like out in Colorado, it's Excel in New York, it's like national grid, like whoever you have, like there's all that data, of like how much you're using and what time of day and like how it's being generated. Like is your energy generated from, you know, natural gas or nuclear or wind or whatever. And um, we do community solar. That's the other half. So community solar is like, if you ever see those huge arrays of solar panels out in like a big field, um, that's like a community solar farm and that generates electricity or solar energy. And people can like sign up to like be a part of that. Um, if you live in like an apartment or have a house that can't get solar because you have like trees or whatever, um, it'll help like offset your bill a little bit. And it basically just means you're making the grid a little bit more green. And I work in operations in compliance. So we make sure that we have people that go door to door trying to sign people up for this service that we kind of contract out. And I just make sure that they're not doing anything illegal because they don't work for us, but they do represent us. So every time they make a sale, I like have to double check. And then when people complain, like the guy told me, so-and-so I have to like okay look at it all and then like if it's noteworthy I have to like email their boss and be like hey this person is complaining saying so-and-so told them you know something essentially like they their bill would be half off forever and it's like that isn't true that's not what happens so um yeah so I've been there since March it was it's been pretty nice um it is a little far I will say my old job I worked fully remote since the pandemic started and now I go to work four days a week in an office which that part I don't mind I actually was getting a little crazy um as my fiance would tell you like he has always worked he works in a lab he's an engineer for Lockheed Martin and he goes into work every day he didn't even stop during the pandemic they had to like split up their schedules so like the fewest amount of people were in the lab at the same time um but he's yeah. like never worked from home and so he would like get home and I have been sitting inside all day for eight hours and I'm very chatty. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he is. I've done this exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. He was like emotionally drained. He's like, I can't, you need to like, you need to talk to someone. That's and you're like, me. meanwhile, I haven't talked to anyone all day. No. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, so... like, oh, when he comes home sometimes and like, and he's like, I just need to sleep. Like I need to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I kind of love being in the office. It's just my office is kind of far from where our house is. So um, the commute is brutal sometimes. The company that you worked for that was tied to your internship or the same company as your internship obviously was a much, much bigger company than you're working for now. Yeah, it was like old school corporate consulting. Um, if anyone knows like what big four consulting is, I should know because it's technically... <laughs> Like we, we used to be a part of like a big four consulting firm called Deloitte. And like, this was like a little group that kind of spun off into its own company. Um, and we essentially do the same thing as those companies, which is on like on a smaller scale. So um, have you found that like, you like working for the small startup a lot better? Like, are there, are there a lot of differences? There's a ton, honestly, oh, okay. um, like workforce so much younger. Like I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure my boss is like five years younger than me. Huh. He's like 25 and I'm like, you sound so smart and like the rest <laughs> of our department is like all pretty much at least or at least like my like I was like young at my old company like significantly okay. I remember when I walked into the Denver office and being like my coworkers are great I will not be hanging out with them outside of work <laughs> and that's because they don't want to you know like right. I'm like I want to go to the bar I want to go to the club I want to like stay up late and they're like I have three kids <laughs> right in a minivan <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so 
I was just no like, they were great, me. great people. And I loved working with them. And I've always like, I'm an only child. My parents, you know, I've hung out with adults my whole childhood and life essentially. So I got along with them fine. But like on the weekends, it's like, do you want to go eat at this <laughs> vegan pop-up food truck? And they're like, I sure as heck don't. Where's <laughs> the meat? Give <laughs> me the meat. Yeah. It's just like, they're like, what the heck are you talking about, kid? And I don't like, know why okay. they're all suffering to me. <laughs> Actually, weirdly enough, being in Colorado, a lot of them were from Texas. So uh, there you go. Those those <laughs> folks here. Uh, but yeah, it's very startup is very like fast paced. And it's a lot of like, I think the weirdest thing is like, you just don't know people like you just they're like, oh, just message this person. And I'm like, okay, do I need to like, introduce myself? And they're like, nope, just <laughs> ask what you need. And even like in the office, like there's like some higher up people and I didn't like my first day. They're just like, here's your spot. Here's your laptop. Well, whatever, whatever. Like I'll, I'll be back in a little bit. Just kind of like get set up. And like, at my old job, it was like, I was like walked around the office and like handshake introduced to every member of the team told what they did. You know, we went out to lunch. I don't think my first day, but like the first Friday that I was there, like they like took me as an office, like out to lunch and not saying that like you have to do, but like, it's just very different. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I when, never when ever do startup, that. When does a startup not become a startup anymore? <laughs> I that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I like if you worked there for two years. I've worked there for almost a year, but like the company's been around since like 2014 or something in, in some capacity. What? So yeah, like I think when it was 12 people, I'm like, yeah, startup. Now it's like, right. okay, we have 200 people in America. We have like a couple hundred we have a bunch of people in india like it's a do... business that's a business that's right so yeah it's a company um, which is like but great. i think it's i think it's because like we're not like public so like oh. like we don't have stock like, we're not public but like you don't have to be like oh. enterprise the old company i worked for like they're family owned like they don't, they're not public they are owned by the family that started the company whatever many years ago so i don't really know um, I know we are considered what's called a unicorn, which just means that we got to like a billion dollars of backed funding in a certain amount of time. Wow. Um, one other thing that's, well, my old job actually just did this recently too, when I wasn't there. Um, but another big thing with startups is uh, all those tech layoffs you hear about in the news and stuff. That's where those happen. Right. So I started my job in March. Uh, my fiance, Mitchell, his best friend in like, from college's best friend her name is Riley her and her fiance were getting married in Scotland at a castle very magical um that was not in our budget when we planned our wedding yeah, but um, it was super cool to go I appreciate but that that's not in your budget considering I have that, to be in your wedding that was in April and so when I was applying for a new job in like January March or January February like knowing that I probably would start in March I'd be like by the way, I'm going to Scotland for two weeks in April. And they knew that. So they were like, that's fine. And they're like, you know, another cool thing about startups, they're like unlimited PTO. That was like a big startup perk. So I have that. And when I got hired, they're like, yeah, you'll just take it off and we'll pay you. I was like, I've worked here five weeks. Wait, do you amazing. know what's crazy? I saw the statistic not that long ago. Maybe you and I talked about it, Keith, is like, when you, when like companies offer their employees unlimited PTO, they're actually more likely to take less, like they're, they're, they're more likely to take a reasonable mm -hmm. amount versus people who are told that they have a limited amount of PTO and like work to take advantage of it as much as possible. Because if the possibility is there and you don't feel as stressed about having to earn it or losing it, it's not, I, I just think that that's insane. Uh -huh. The, that is definitely, I think, like proven. Um, the other huge thing, at least in America, that most other people don't realize is when you have a crude PTO, you like a policy where you earn a certain amount and you have it banked. Um, if you, I think even if you are, I don't know if you, maybe if you're fired, it's different, but I know if you like quit, like if you leave the company on your own, they have to pay you that. Like it's earned money essentially. So like when I left RGP, my old job, I had been saving to go to Scotland for two weeks. So I had like two and a half weeks of saved PTO that they had to pay me at the end of my employment there. Whereas now I have nothing, like I don't have anything accrued. Right. So when I leave, like I don't get any extra. Um, but since I have read that article about people who have a limited PTO don't take enough time off, I've been, 
I've been very healthily taking time off. Good, I mean, it just, good. yeah. Two weeks at the beginning was like, I'm like, this is more than I would ever take off normally ever, right. but we've had a very busy year and next year is also going to be busy with the wedding. So, um, but I like it. Um, As you it's should. crazy I think to think that awesome. I've been away from home for five years. And, yeah. It's awesome. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. I also think it's just impressive. I mean, like, I think about Kyle and I moving and I think about Hannah and Spence moving our friends that you mentioned earlier. And like, we all moved with very specific purposes and reasons like Hannah and Spence moved because Spence was going to get his master's and Hannah had just finished. And Kyle and I were moving because he had a connection and a job in Philly. And like, I, I just like, there's so much admiration I mean, I know you had family and friends in Denver and that was like part of the reason it was like Denver, Seattle, like there were people there, but it was really just like, it's time to move. <laughs> like, I don't know that that would have happened so much for the rest of us if it was, I mean, maybe eventually, but I just think it was so impressive and mm -hmm. so ambition that you were like, nope, it's, it's just time to go. And I think it's just who we, who we like are as people. Like if you think about like our friends and like the people we were closest with from high school, like none of them are still like our, so Bree and I grew up in a very small town. Tori knows this. She's been plenty of times, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's very small town country where, you know, kids don't all go to college. They don't leave home. They stay you know, like my, the town I grew up in where my mom was born and raised, she has six siblings. They all live within a quarter mile of where I live. Like they yeah. never left. Oh. My one aunt lives in the house they grew yes. up in. Like she inherited yes. that and that's where she lives. Kyle's, my um, mother-in-law is one of six and all but one live within yeah. 20 minutes of each other still. My aunt growing up was the black sheep because she lived in Cortland, which yes. is 25 minutes is that a way oh, no. right, it's in right. the same county but like she was like oh my god I can't believe you um and but like all of like so Brianna and Kyle you know went on to Philly my friends that went to Florida like our friend Chelsea moved to North yeah. Carolina most yeah. of my other like friends from school like when I go home I don't see people that like I was close with in high school I see a lot of people from high school um the only friend that stayed was my friend Jonna and she just is a homebody she's it's right. she, she likes that but she also emphasizes or capitalizes on the extremely low cost of living in upstate new york and travels to disney like five yes. seven <laughs> times a year and spends all her money there so it's know, also like a value maybe to like all of your family living that close to each other when it comes to like raising kids and that type of thing yeah you have yeah, that for village, sure. like oh, so for close, sure. you know so it's for like sure. the pros and cons of like okay well now I'm you know living three hours away from my family and like I don't have kids but if I you know have kids at some point like it's just you're so far away from people that could help you and it's kind of like that free help you know <laughs> one of my friends yeah. like the other day I'm I'm going over to her house to, like watch her kids and she's like I just feel so bad I was like don't feel bad like, it takes a village to raise kids like I'm your friend and I want to do this for you because I care about you as a person and it's just so hard to like you know whereas it's like oh mom or aunt or somebody come over yes. and watch the kids you know I know Bree yes. with um, Kyle and all of them it's it's cool to see that and I think that there's there's a different I think while we're young it's just perfect it's such a perfect time to go and travel and then you know if you're still able to kind of build that village wherever you're at that's important too yeah it's, I mean that's like how I grew up right yes it was there and it's an interesting concept it's <laughs> come up a lot in my life lately as we're back home and you know and that age where we could start having kids if that if that's what we dreamed of doing and it is so funny the way like you mentioned Tori like the village that's built in a family is so easily accessible but like the family like the village that you choose to build is just as accessible but it doesn't feel it you know like right. like if we if 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 Kyle and I moved to Colorado and had kids in Denver, like I could call up Keith at any moment and he would watch our kids. But like the, the like the friend portion of the village you build versus the village that's there for family, like just it feels so different. And I don't I'm not sure why, but it does for some reason. Hmm. Although Keith, you don't really count as friends. So if you fall in the family category, I would call you up all the time. <laughs> Keith, would your yeah. like aunts and uncles like have they visited you or would they visit you? Like, is that a relationship that you have strongly? 
with them? Um, not super. I don't want to say like no. Yeah, um, sure, sure. So well, I just like my... was thinking my mom like moved away from her family who was in West Virginia. I'm like, I don't really think any of my aunts and uncles would like ever come to visit. I just wasn't sure if that was like different growing up with those like kind of more parental figures because they're around all the time type of thing. Yeah. Uh, the thing with my mom's like my mom's family is one that's like really, really close. And my dad's yeah. family is relatively, he has one black sheep in his family that left New York and went to California, like way, way young. Um, but the, they're big, like, they're not of the world people I would describe. Like they, that's why they stayed. It's like they love. Away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do see some, I have seen some family out here. My aunt, my cousin lives like 10 minutes down the road for me. She was my family that was out here and her older brother lives up in the mountains in Steamboat Springs and has for a really long time. So their parents um, come out a lot. They also have had a couple of grandkids now. So there's, you know, that like Bree said, like that big, they're basically moving their, they're forcing the hand and they're moving the village. Good. <laughs> hand. So I would love to be that hand for our village. Yeah, that <laughs> happened for them. And so like, but they're they, pretty much every time they come out, uh, they always make a point to at least ask us to like try and hang out. They always, they also know now it's like, you know, I've lived here five years. It's like, I'm sure you've got life, you know, going on and, and you know, they're here on like, for them, it's vacation typically. So it's like weekdays and they're like, well, you have work and whatever's going on. So if, you know, we can get together for a dinner or something, it's great. Um, my, one of my dad's siblings has some family, like her husband's family is out here. And uh, so I've like, I actually miss them. I was coming home to New York to go to a certain someone's wedding who's on the podcast last may it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) tori was there oh fun fact tori and i tori and i walked as partners because i was a groomsman and tori was a bridesmaid and we were we were walking partners that's great there's a picture somewhere uh but my aunt was coming out to like one of her nephews was graduating from the air force academy is that what's here Mm -hmm. and i wasn't and so i was like well like it was this was like COVID was like kind of lightening up, but it was like all the rental car companies like sold all their cars apparently during COVID. And then they were, had no stock. And so renting a car was like crazy expensive for a while. And I just was like, I'm going to be gone. Like borrow my car, like take it, do whatever you want with that's it. So and they nice. were like so grateful oh, so kind. to have that. And uh, so like, I have seen them, like some cousins have come through, like family members. Um, my parents have both come out quite a bit. Um, and then Mitchell's parents are in Phoenix, Arizona, which is pretty close. And he has an older brother that lives 25 minutes from us too. And so <laughs> they, <laughs> they have some grandkids. So his parents come out a lot too, and we get to see them and we all try to go back. But yeah, I, I think that's one of the harder things about being gone a, so far and now for so long is like, we have like a real community here. We have really close friends and like local family um that we like are really involved with and that it makes it you know every year gets harder and harder to go back home because now it's like there have been times now it's like I'm traveling to do things at home and with home friends and now it's like you're missing things that are happening in your new home basically and so it's it's really hard to to you know to juggle and I unfortunately like that's not something I can learn from my parents like they didn't do that like they decided to stay close and close-knit with their their family and their community and their friends and they they don't have two communities basically they have the one they never ventured off and and did another one and so as I keep you know building and building this one out here it gets you know time gets really hard to split we actually my fiance and I had to make a, a pact of 2024 we're having our wedding in Colorado and so hopefully a, a good chunk of our friends and family that don't live here are coming to that to see us. And we basically had to lay it down and be like, Hey, I know we come home once ish every year. Typically we try to, and to New York and to Arizona. And we had to kind of tell our parents and friends and be like, have come to this wedding and have so much fun because <laughs> I don't think we are going to make the trip back because of that this year. Like we just have to try to like give ourselves some, yeah a little bit of boundaries and healthy things and yes use some some vacation time on like us going to do oh, something 
like new, on actual, an actual vacation. vacation. God, yeah. who would have <laughs> Who would have thought that is? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Up until Kyle and I got married, and we didn't even go on a on an actual honeymoon. We went on a mini moon. It was two days. We had never taken a vacation, just the two of us. By the time we got married, we've been together for nine years, and we never taken a vacation, just the two of us, because we also have multiple villages and multiple places, and we kept doing that of like, go home to New York for Christmas, go to Florida for Christmas, go to here and go to there and split this time and do this family vacation. And it wasn't until we got married and took two whole days, just the two of us, that we'd ever been on a vacation, just us. Which we're talking about like going left and you know here to there to like a couple state stories like um I had to go to Japan. <laughs> I had to like <laughs> travel a whole day of my life to see my family. <laughs> well, I mean I moved there for a year and was with my family, but my parents yeah. divorced, like was with my dad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all the fun things is good. And thankfully, Max and I, like, we travel together because that's what we like to do together when he's got time off from work. It's like, that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go do something fun and exciting. So yeah, that's the mentality we are trying to start, which is like, we want to go do new things. So we have like, I think four or five trips over, like, I think we're planned out to like 2026 or something. Oh my God. That's so yeah. exciting. Have to We're trying to do it. something like big, like every six to eight weeks planned. I don't know. Yeah. So the big spring event is our wedding. And we are like, I feel like most people know we're not going right on a honeymoon. Um because Brianna is going to be in my wedding party with her lovely husband Kyle and our friend Spencer Hannah and my other friend Jama. People we've pretty much been talking about the whole time. <laughs> None of them live in Colorado. So we are doing like a patch bachelor type party the couple days before. So I'm taking like almost a whole week off to like yeah. do that, have the wedding, recover, yeah. um, whatnot. So we're not doing like a honeymoon then. Um, we may have like a quick trip planned up to the Pacific Northwest. We have some friends in Seattle and Portland and we haven't been. Also being the age that we all are, people are like, you know, getting married or buying houses or having kids, you know, big life things. So we've had friends do some of those things that we want to go see and celebrate. Um on their turf because they you know are coming to ours to the wedding uh and then mitchell's mom is retiring from teaching in the fall uh so she really she was born in not raised sorry she was born in germany and then she moved they moved to america when she was like one and she was raised here but she really wants to go to germany and see like where she grew up and where her mother mitchell's grandmother grew up and it just happens to be around Oktoberfest, so we figured we might leave that in. So we're doing like no a not about that. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a big Oktoberfest trip with like his whole family in next year. This time next year, yeah, September October next year, and then um, for our one year anniversary slash our honeymoon slash Mitchell's, it'll be Mitchell's thirtieth birthday. Uh, we really want to go to Japan, Tori, obviously. Uh, so that's <laughs> like our big trip. <laughs> Yeah, I will be taking all the recommendations, but that's like oh, our I big... need for Dublin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can swap for sure. Yes, I um, told her about that because because we were talking about Dublin when we were in Iceland and I was like, oh, you know who we need to call? Keith. Yeah, and then I think the next one after that, this one has been like something I've been kind of like hemming and hawing about. Um, I've, I don't know. No one on the podcast will listen. Uh, I'm obsessed with whales. Whales are my favorite animal in the whole world, specifically orcas. Um, I'm looking at literally like a whale vase, a blown glass whale, a bottle of wine that has a whale on it, like a Lego whale. Like I'm looking at a ton of whale stuff. It's on our little decorative wall. Um, There's a whale hanging right there. You can't see it on the podcast. Sorry. Um, But I love whales and I have gone whale watching a couple of times. And uh, luckily, you know, friends in Seattle, it's a great place to go. We also have some friends in Alaska that we might try to go eventually. But my big trip is in northern Norway um there's a place called Tromso which is in the fjords and is like one of the best places for whale watching um for orcas and their season like because orcas migrate the best time to go there is usually like November December so for us it's really easy to wrap a Thanksgiving or a Christmas type Mm. trip because we have time off um so I finally put my foot down because I've been thinking about it for years and just told Mitchell I was like I have officially decided that in 2025 
the year after we do Oktoberfest and after we do Japan, uh, I want to go to Norway and I want to go whale watching and I'm going to start planning it and saving for it now. That's awesome. So sometime in the November, December range of then we're going to do that. And then since I got to do go. my trip, my Michelle was like, <laughs> I want to go see, there's a solar eclipse happening in the summer of 2026 in Spain is going to be like one of the best places mm. to watch it. So it's like the kind of like the belt or whatever, where you can see it. So Spain, you know, sometimes it's like not cool places. Like I think Mitchell right. was telling me that there's one right after our wedding. Um, and one of the best places to watch it weirdly is central New York. Like where <laughs> he's like, do you want to go home right after your wedding? <laughs> Look at this. I was like, no. He's like, what if we went to like Southern Mexico? And I was like, that would be cool. But also like we had just taken a week and a half off. Right. And I think it's like Tuesday. So like our wedding is Saturday. So we'd have to be in Mexico like by Tuesday. And I was like, I don't think that's happening. Um, so he said, okay, the next one is in Spain in the summer of 2026. Um and I was like, let's do it. So Spain and Portugal, summer 2026. And that's as far out as we planned. But we have a big bucket list now. Awesome. And, yeah, and then like it's... the money saving buckets for each trip in your savings account. Yeah, you know? that's the other nice thing. I mean, we're older and we have our, this is our house that we've had for almost two years. And so we have a lot of like house things and all that. So like our red, like we didn't really do a registry. We're doing like a honeymoon fund, which I think is yeah. pretty popular mm-hmm. these days. And yes, yeah. I was like, I don't want to be tacky and say it, but like we have so many things. We also have a really yeah. small house. So like, I don't need more things, yeah. but I don't know if you know this, but flights, flights to Japan and some of these places are not cheap. You're insane. Are you on like any type of tracker thing? You're getting the emails for the cheap flights. Uh, We did that for a bit. We basically didn't this year because we're not traveling like at all. <laughs> well, even things. just like they send out free ones. Like I'm on, it's like Pomelo or something like that. Ooh. And Hunter got me signed up on it, but it is 10 out of 10. That's how we got the $400 flights to Iceland. Cause uh, I was yeah. like, we were like, let's do this. And we bought them eight months out, but it was worth it. Yeah. That is something that I know Mitchell has done in the past is like the, the flag tracker. I'm more on the, um, I'm on the credit card game. I'm trying to like yep. credit card maximize points. all our credit card points and, Mitchell every time he like we want to book a flight or something he's like let's just use the points I'm like no 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 we're saving them right like why? <laughs> I, I mean I, I like, will say my, our entire like all everything we did in Iceland for me I didn't actually spend any money because but when I came home I turned around and used all credit card points to like pay everything off so and I'd saved for that that's the second we bought the tickets I looked at Kyle and I was like every single dollar we get from cash back is going to Iceland. And he was like, um, okay. And then truth be told it did. And it paid for my entire Iceland trip. So yeah, totally. We have like the ours is like points and they like go to airlines. And I was like, I'm going to find the, the flights, the, the lay flat seats to Japan. I was like, it's our honeymoon. It's like three other things that we're celebrating. I was like, we are going all out like, for that. Mitchell, don't touch the points. <laughs> are you on Virgin Atlantic? Is that where you're looking? For the I, have no flights? I, I have okay. no loyalty. I, I am like, whoever I'm, has the best price. I might be a little bit crazier than you about this stuff, but like Virgin Atlantic, it's it's insane because it's like you can find the business class seats and it's still like $800, but it's $800 for lay flat business class seats. It's insane. Like a $10,000 flight you can get for $800. It's one way but still worth it. So that's I mean, exactly what I'm trying to, trying to maximize is the, the leaf that seat. Also follow comfort. the daily drop. If you're not following them, they're another. Oh, family. I'm a huge Kara and Nate. Okay, good. Okay, good. I love them. Okay, yes. Okay. Good. Uh, that's where I go. I do know about that. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> that's where I learned a lot. From, I like so. joined their Facebook page too. Cause I was like, I'm a nerd about this and I need, I, I just, yeah. The, life uh, the one thing that, that they did to us though, with the, the credit cards and the points and the travel is that, when Mitchell and I went to Scotland, um, we got these fancy cards that got us lounge access. And now we're lounge people. Oh, and I understand. Max. It is unfortunately <laughs> a horrible thing to be. We started, actually, the first lounge I ever went in was the Denver Amex Platinum Lounge or whatever the Amex Lounge. Um, the Centurion Lounge, that's what it is. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, so that got me hooked. And then um, I, for reasons I won't talk about was able to get into the United like Polaris lounge like their oh, first class yeah, lounge. Yeah, very fancy um oh my gosh 
It was amazing. It was like, you all are lounge people, and I'm hooking. I my know. Don't my don't start sleeping in an airport chair. It is a door that you can <laughs> once you step through it, you will never ever go back. We got the. We don't have Amex. We have um Capital One, like their yeah. fancy one. Adventure, and it's because the Venture X, because they were starting to open their version of like the Amex lounges, and Denver was slated to get one, so we got it last year. It was supposed to open in 2022, and then they're like, never mind, 2023. And then cut to, it literally opened a month ago in like October. So they like barely snuck it in, but it's funny because it finally opened and I had just flown home to New York in September for a family vacation trip. And then I last minute flew home in October to surprise Kyle, Bree's husband for his birthday and had another family affair going on. And it literally opened like three weeks after that. And I told my fiance and he's like, well, that sucks because we're not traveling for the next like, <laughs> year until maybe next summer. But I just found out I get to go to Atlanta for work um, oh, yeah. in January, so I will get to I will get to go Isn't experience so it finally. You're just looking forward to the lounge. It's so funny. It's like, oh, I pay four hundred ninety five dollars a year for this uh, credit card, <laughs> but exactly. I get lounge access, so I save thirty dollars on not having to buy food yes. or a drink. <laughs> That's what we needed though, because like the one the one we got, it's like you also have the priority pass, which is like a lounge network, and there's none at Denver. It's all because we're a big United Hub, so it's all United and Amex has theirs, and I think like Delta has one and American might have one, but there was no other ones. And I was so like we were dying to try it. <laughs> I'm like, because then when we started going to them, we're like, this is so nice it is it is nice and we sat in the dublin one for like six hours because we had a really early our flight got in really really early in the morning and then we were flying from there to scotland on a separate flight almost 12 hours later and it was just like trying to kill time in the airport and i like asked lady i was like how long are we allowed to stay and she's like you stay as long as you want the irish are really nice are we allowed to get yeah (laughs) my tracker was at 11 but that counted all the ones on the flights too (laughs) 11 was a lot but it was like a 24-hour travel period so worth it (laughs) it's just crazy i love being an adult now and getting to do these things and getting to talk with friends that have a podcast it's crazy you hit 30 and you're like a real adult because I'm just a 27 year old child I don't know about that but (laughs) I can recommend it in some extent and then sometimes it really sucks you know what I was talking to it's so funny because being back at Coffmania the wide range of ages like one of the girls that just started she's 20 years old and she's the sweetest, cutest little thing. And we were like talking and we were talking, well, we were talking generational differences, but anyways, truth be told, it's just like, it's so, it's so funny to have her like, look at me and be like, you're an adult. And I'm like, mm, mm, about why, that why am I an adult to you? <laughs> like what, what is marking time as an adult for you? Cause let me tell you. There are moments that I'm like, nah. (laughs) To me, it's this. It's I'm sitting in my own house that me and my partner like paid for slash kind of own whatever. (laughs) But then like are fully cooking box mac and cheese and chicken nuggets (laughs) for dinner. And I just like looked around one day and was like, at what age am I not really allowed to do this anymore? I know. There are moments where- you, think there ever, is one okay wait but living in your own house do you ever feel like you're just like playing house yes um, when yeah, i bought about, my house <laughs> for 29 days out of every month i feel that and then that mortgage payment hits and i'm like oh <laughs> nope where's there my it is. money dang it <laughs> yeah that's gone that's a lot and then well that was so that was i think the first year was a lot of like we moved into our house we did some like projects to like update it like when we got it it had been flipped but we like painted our kitchen and built a little kitchen island because it didn't have one and that was like before we moved in so like when we moved in it was just like okay we have the house and you know we like planted grass to have a yard and that was a whole big thing for the first year then this past year it's been like let's like renovate this or things break so fun (laughs) we just recently found out there's a very tiny space between our bathroom sink cabinet and tub 
that has a gap that water has been like getting into from like splashing in the shower and just like from the sink too. Like when you wash your hands, it's just like, and it's so small that like you can't see it and you can't really get to it. And it's so dark, it's not really drying out. So it was like getting gross and like gunky and we had to like clean it all out and we had to put in this piece of plastic to like seal it off so it wouldn't get to it. And Mitchell's eventually was like, yeah, we're probably gonna have to like rip out the floors because we probably have water damage from the last almost two years of that. And I was like, oh God. we just did a really fun closet renovation that was like planned and saved for and that, but not cheap, but we saved for it. Right. And so all the money's gone now because it's <laughs> done. And this is, it's been two weeks and it's just like, by the way, probably gonna have to budget in for a bathroom remodel here soon and I'm like oh my I feel God. like that all the time I just like you have a car thing I went to the dentist today and got some fillings and I don't have dental insurance so it was a thousand dollars for the dentist and I was like oh my goodness what? I was just catching up I was literally like looking at my checking account I was like okay I actually didn't spend all of the money that I earned this month and then I would go to the dentist and it's a thousand dollars okay that was fun but at least I get some credit uh, card points I guess (laughs) yeah speaking of insurance though we also have a dog with a lovely dog named Rex but he's very he's getting old he's 10 and we have luckily pet insurance because he had a medical like emergency this month too not cheap at all several several thousands of dollars in upfront costs and luckily with insurance we could get some of it back but like just thinking about if we didn't have it I'd be like okay like that's like pretty much all of our savings yeah that wouldn't put us in a bind and it's yeah it's crazy but yeah I might need to ask you off camera about your pension very yeah very (laughs) cute face though so what are you supposed to do like I know I know oh man all right well I think we've gone over time quite a bit but (laughs) a lot of a lot of real life adulting topics it is it is thank you so much Keith it was so much fun catching up with you and we just really appreciate you like sharing all of your life things and getting to chit chat and catch up feels like I just saw your breeze wedding the other day so oh my god time is weird (laughs) (laughs) um okay all of our things striving what are we on instagram striving and thriving underscore underscore podcast podcast. there we go that's what we are (laughs) um if the only place you can listen to us is on apple podcast so as you're listening to this follow us rate us review us love us and that's all we got this week folks five stars leave a comment (laughs) (laughs) thanks again keeper yeah thank you guys thank you bye-bye